This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. All right, let me stop playing. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Hope you enjoy. And by the time you listen to the show, the Lions would have probably lost again. Damn! So they will be what? 0-9 and 1? Wow. Listen. This is, come on, man. This is, the reason why I said come on, man, because I just saw breaking news that uh, the former Red Stars coach, the team that the Washington Spirit beat for the title, hallelujah, congrats to them. Former Red Stars coach, he resigned after being accused of verbal and emotional abuse by several players. Jesus, man. I guess that's a problem in the NWSL. How can the league grow and it's not right from within? But they're taking the right steps and getting rid of the the wrong people and putting the right people in. But I'll, I'll get to that later. I will get to that later. But for now, you better respect the bird. Because they're firmly in the playoff race. They own your ass. And they've won three or four. Now, at the same time, the Washington sitcom has won two in a row. They beat the Buccaneers, which I I couldn't believe. I knew they'd be competitive, but I didn't think they'd outright win and be the better team. And then they beat the Panthers, which I thought Cam coming back, bad matchup with their defense against their offense. And then they just ran away with it at the end. Well, not ran away with it. I mean, the Panthers had a chance to win at the end. And they choked. Third and two around midfield. You supposed to pick that up. Game on the line. Potentially playoffs on the line. You supposed to pick that up. Offensive coordinator. Trash. And you know that. And it really bothers me that that was the Panthers' fate. And they lost to the Washington sitcom. But this is not about them. It's not about them. This is about the Burt. And I'm telling you right now. Come on, man. I'm starting to listen to 1067 the fan. They starting to talk about playoffs too for the Washington football team. And a few weeks ago they was talking about blowing the team up. They was talking about the D lineman loafing. They was talking about starting Kyle Allen. But now they're in the playoff hunt. And they think they could compete with the bird. Are you serious? The bird. <laughs> Please. You're going to see what the bird is all about on December 19th. And I'll be at the game. I can't wait. Now, these guys, the birds, they destroyed the Saints. Now, the Saints tried to make a little comeback. It was 33-7. to We was punishing them. Forced two, two interception, big play. Slay got another pick six, got another big play. Man, I love that guy. That's why I wasn't worried about people putting us in last place. Cause I was like, how are we gonna be in last when we got people like Fletcher Cox and Darius Slay? Now Fletcher Cox hasn't played well, but Darius Slay has, and he's killing it. I was like, as long as we got those two, we good. I said, as long as we got those two, we're good. 
Now imagine if Brandon Graham was healthy. It would be a wrap. It would really be a wrap. You you thought you couldn't block our D-line now. Just imagine if we had him. Woo! But what's helped this resurgence is running the football. I love Jalen Hurts, but making him throw the ball 30, 40 times a game was not a winning formula. They found the winning formula. The Eagles are number two in the league in rushing behind Cleveland because, of course, I mean, they had Nick Chubb. And Baker, I get to Baker later. He isn't really playing well. So it's fine. It's all good. The Eagles are number two in the league in rushing. Done. If they can, listen, if they keep running the ball on people, it's right. Listen, the O-line is, is healthy now. I've seen Lane Johnson making these impact blocks, tossing people around. Hey, just like Madden. Just like Madden. I mean, that's what he does. He just be bodying people. And then we got Brandon Brooks back. back got Kelsey. Malata is a giant. I don't even know who's at guard beside uh, Kelsey. Who else is at guard beside Kelsey? But whoever it is, they bodying too. So these guys, man, these guys are doing great. So you, I'm telling you, you better respect the bird. Because before you know it, they'll be in the playoffs. And from the looks of things, it looks like they will play against probably the Cardinals or the Packers. I don't know how we stop Aaron Rodgers. I really don't. But then again, when we beat them last year, when we beat them last year on Thursday Night Football, what did we do? We ran the ball. Oh, it also helped that they sucked at the goal line in the red zone. But we ran the ball. It wasn't last year. It was two years ago. Two years ago. Jordan Howard had like a career game. We can do that at Lambeau. And we can pull off the upset. Now, my dream is to be matched up against Dallas the week after beating them in Philly and then upsetting the Cowboys and sending them packing and then going to Arizona and Green Bay and then let's just hope for the best. (laughs) That's my dream. But we'll see, man. We'll see. But you better respect the bird because I'm telling you, Y'all in trouble. Got the Giants coming up. We're going to have a pretty motivated Giants team. One, A, the stuff that happened last year. And and B, they just lost, what, two straight? No, 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 no. Yeah, two straight. Because two straight primetime games. They lost to the Chiefs, lost to the Bucks. There's no shame in that. And they fired their offensive coordinator, by the way. That just happened today. As I record on Tuesday. So. They fired their coordinator. They lost two straight. I mean sure it was against the Bucks and the Chiefs. But they're three and seven. I, luckily for them. The NFC wildcard slate is so bad. That they're still in it. And if they beat the Eagles. They're right back. They're right back in the thick, thick of things. They, they could cut the, the wild card deficit to one. I say the Eagles need to just bury this team. If they beat them, we can drop the Giants to like three games back. I would love that. 
I would love that. We'll see what happens, though. We'll see what happens. I'm telling you, man, the bird is coming. The bird is coming. We got the Giants. Got the Jets. We got, I think, a bye. Then that that game, that game, I call it the walk of shame game because if we lose to the Washington football team with me in attendance in Philly, I have to come back to Washington to hear all these sitcom fans talk trash. Game over. That will be an L. Y'all like my game over sound effect? <laughs> I'm about to use that more often. But seriously, though, man, it can't happen, bro. This playoff chase is chaotic, but I believe in the bird. Especially if they keep running the ball like this and big play Slay keep doing his thing. Y'all see, people were talking disrespectful on Jalen Hurts' name, but he liked that. I will always believe in him because of what he did for my Sooners. Now, there's a ton of people who been following him since Alabama. I mean, he got a legion of freaking MILFs following him all over the place on Twitter. So, you know, they go back further than I do. But I believe in this guy. I'll always believe in this guy. And he got a lot to play for. And I'm excited. They're going to respect the birds sooner or later. Now, the, now the rest of the NFCs, now the sitcom, think they like that. I just talked about that. One, two games, think they like that. They got Seattle next, who is going the wrong direction. They're like the Giants. They're 3-7. and seven, But we all know that Seattle has the talent to make a run. They can for sure beat Washington. They're going to be a hungry team. It's... It's pretty much must win for them coming into Washington. But Washington is, they, they found themselves and they're getting better. And Seattle is just, just tanking, it seems like. But they still got Russell Wilson. They still got Jamal Adams. They still got Metcalf and Lockett. I'm telling you, Washington football team better be careful. Now, if Washington football play like they, they have played the last two weeks, they should beat Seattle. But if Seattle play like they're capable of playing, especially like last year, Washington football team not only lose, they will get blown out. And then Russell Wilson, this will be his chance to get back on track. I want to see how the Washington corners match up with Metcalf and lock it, uh, especially with backup D linemen. I, I I really want to see how they match up with them. I want to see how they can pressure Russell Wilson. Now, I will say that when they played last year at FedEx Field, it was a pretty close game with the Wayne Haskins playing. So now you got a confident Taylor Heineke. I think. My gut tells me it's going to be another close game. There's no way Seattle's going to go out like that with the season on the line and with those guys in that locker room, especially with Russell Wilson. They're not going to go out like that. But if they can't contain Wilson, Metcalf, and Lockett, it could be a long night. And I'm just going to be dying laughing because it's going to be embarrassing on the Monday night stage. 
Uh, we'll see what happened, though. But they, they're moving in the right direction, even without Chase Young. I, I feel so bad that he got hurt, and I watched him get hurt. Uh, I feel so bad because um, he's one of the guys I like on Washington football. I mean, Washington sitcom. He's one of the guys I like, and he's a local guy. He's out for the season and, and probably out a good chunk of next year, too. And Montez, Montez Sweat isn't that. So, I mean, uh, they're moving in the right direction. But I'm telling you, that Seattle, that hungry Seattle team coming in here on Monday night, oh, they better watch out. They better watch out. Ha, ha, ha. They coming for your spot, boy. Anyway. Now, the Giants, they just went to 3-7. and seven. They got blasted by the Bucks. They were competitive until they started turning the ball over. And then it was a wrap. Like, then you got Tom Brady running for first downs. Like, once he ran for that first down, should have just hung it up there. It's pretty much a wrap. You weren't beating them that night. I don't know what Daniel Jones was doing, throwing it to that uh, D lineman for that interception. I mean, come on, man. (laughs) Daniel Jones is so inconsistent um and right on schedule he's probably going to give my eagles problems he's probably going to give my eagles problems because his ability to run that's what happened last year that's the only reason why they won last year the second game actually both games they were giving us problems because he could run and killing us with that read option but jason garrett was calling the plays then i don't even know who called in the plays against the Eagles on Sunday. But the Eagles should win this game. I predicted they win a while ago. I'm still staying with that. But, you know, they're more than capable of beating the Eagles. But the way they playing, I don't know, man. They still kind of undisciplined on offense. The Eagles should feast on that. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, though. I, will, I love the turnovers, especially when we got a guy like Big Play Slay. Oh, you're going, they're going to throw it right to him, and I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it because that means we're going to kill them. They turn the ball over like they did yesterday. Oh, they're going to die. They're going to die. We'll see. I think it's going to be a really physical game. It's going to be a really physical game, and the team that makes the less mistakes is going to win. And we got to watch out for Galladay because if they decide to get him the ball, we might be in trouble. But I ain't counting on that. Daniel Jones got to get him the ball. <laughs> I ain't counting on that at all. Um, we'll see what this new play caller does. See if he's any threat to the birds. Even if they do get this game. You got to play us again in Philly. Not playing with them. They're going to get washed. Because you want to respect the bird. In this postseason run. I'm just saying. Oh, now let me finish with the Cowboys. They got smoked. They got smoked like Kansas City barbecue. They had several chances to win this game. And every time it looked like they were going to cut into the lead. Every time it looked like they they were going to take firm control of this game. Dak would throw an interception, he would get sacked, or they would kick a field goal. And I was just loving it. They had no answers for Chris Jones. 
it got the Cowboys not believing in their offensive line, and I love it. It's Young Van Pugh, baby. And I'm singing about the Cowboys' offensive struggles. This is supposed to be an all-world offense. But they had a lot of problems with that Chiefs D-line. They were all over Dak. Dak, and then Dak, when he did get some time, when he was able to throw, receivers were dropping it because, God damn it, is no way you can roll out there with Wilson and Noah Brown. Like, no Cooper and C.D. Lamb got hurt on a jump ball. I don't know why Dak threw that. I don't know why they didn't call a timeout and come up with a better play. But, hey, it's the Cowboys. These are our division leaders. These are our division leaders? They play like that. They out in the first round. Facts. And they're going to lose to the Rams. If they don't lose to the Rams, the birds are going to clip them. The bird is going to sack them. The bird is going to bury them. And if not the bird, one of these NFC South teams, I mean, they got the defense to sit back down. So I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you. Or, or they beat the Vikings, right? The Vikings a second time. Against your secondary, not looking good for you in the first round, my boy. I'm telling you, better get it together. Because against them and against Denver, looking kind of soft, dog. Um, Looking pretty soft. Eventually, they'll get healthy, and they'll be a force to be reckoned with. And, you know, but for now, they loafing. But they better be glad they got such a big lead in the NFC East. Don't choke now, because you don't want the bird, to catch you. Just a warning to my Cowboys fans. For thinking y'all was like that all season long. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all in trouble. Y'all in trouble. Anyway, man. Enough about the NFC East. Oh, okay. Now let's go to the AFC. So the Pats are in first now. So they dead ass. They're for real now, huh? Wow. They are for real. I should have known they was for real when they almost beat the the Bucks. But then again, after watching the Bucks get outplayed by the Washington sitcom, lose to the Saints, maybe that wasn't that big of a deal that the Patriots got with the Bucks. So they're rolling. They're blowing people out. And I was looking at some stats. Mac Jones' second incompletion percentage. Pats are top 10 in every defensive category. They, they got they forced the third most turnovers and the most interceptions. And I believe they are first and second in points per game allowed. That defense is killing it. And they got a balanced attack on offense. This is a dangerous team. I thought they were trash, but I mean, my gut still tells me that the league will figure them out and they'll be out in the first round. But if they keep playing like this, I don't know. They might be into the second round. And the way these top AFC teams are playing, they might mess around and be in the AFC championship. Now, I ain't going to say Super Bowl. They ain't good enough for the Super Bowl. Let's, let's stop right there. But 
the way these top teams are playing and the way they're surging, I my gut tells me that this is just a midseason surge. That these teams that are making midseason surges, except the Eagles, who I think are going to keep this going, look at the schedule and stuff. Like the Pats and the Washington sitcom and the the Colts. I think once they get to late December and January, it's going to all come crashing down. That's what I think, but but we'll see. We'll see. But they rolling. The Pats are rolling. They're in first, and the Bills, are, they lost two of three. And I'm just like, uh-oh. They lost to Jacksonville, and they got blown out by the Colts. All of a sudden, they're tied with the Pats. And I'm just like, oh, my God. The Bills are in seventh, and the Pats are in second, and they're one game out of first place. Oh, my God. This is really happening. I'm not going to be like, oh, this is like 2001. Oh, Belichick is the greatest. I I still got to wait and see that they're nothing more than a first-round exit. I still have to see. I'm still holding on to that. But if you look at the numbers – they definitely have the potential to go to to the conference championship. I, I just don't think so. I, I think the, the, the teams that are going through the slumps like the Ravens and the Browns and uh, um, the Chargers and the Chiefs, like those teams will get it back together and they'll be on the Patriots' ass. But um, we'll see. They definitely rolling. I'll tell you that. Uh, who else? Who else? Oh, now let's talk about Baker. So Baker is struggling. 21st in passing yards, 27th in QBR. And, you know, got blown out versus the Patriots. They blew out the Bengals. They struggled with the Lions. I kind of figured they struggled with the Lions. They struggled with the Lions. They barely beat them. And... Baker Mayfield's on one of my fantasy teams, and, man, he almost cost my team the game again. I'm really considering benching Baker on my fantasy team. Joe Flacco had 26 fantasy points. Baker had six. You can't be serious. But at the end of the day, I'm a Sooner fan. Baker Mayfield was a contemporary of mine. We were at OU about the same time. He was at OU the last two and a half years. Basically, Baker was at OU from the time I took that Einstein job past when I graduated. So, yeah, we're contemporaries. And I've seen, I saw him play. I saw him take our team to the playoffs. Then after I graduated, I saw him win the Heisman. You know, just like Jalen, I believe in this guy and – there is still time for him to right the ship and um, turn this thing around and get his team into the playoffs and go further than that. Looking at these top teams, I don't see how the Browns can't get it together and make a run to the Super Bowl. They can't. The only team, honestly, they'd have to watch out for is the Chiefs. But even the Chiefs, they almost beat them in week one. And I don't know what's going on with the Chiefs' offense right now. So, it's their defense you have to worry about. But if they can run the ball on the Chiefs, it's over. So, it's still time. 
the Browns fans is in shambles. Half of them can't stand back Baker, want him to go, can't wait till he's out of there. His contract is until 2022. From the looks of it, because I guess they picked up his fifth-year option. When I looked at his contract on SpotRack, they picked up his fifth-year option. So he's going to get paid like $18 million next year. Uh, but he's a free agent after that. And from the looks of it, they're not going to give him a long-term contract. They're either going to trade him or ride it out next year and let's just let him go. But there's still time to prove for him to prove that he is worth $30 million. That he is the franchise quarterback. I believe in him. Even though all these Browns fans, including Gab Gowdy, like, Gab Gowdy just was on him. He, She was on Baker. I was like, damn, man, not you too. Not Gab, not my girl. Oh, no. No, but you got to realize... She's just one of many Browns fans that is frustrated with the direction that the team is going. And they're like, we deserve better, even though we've gone through a lot. And yeah, thank you for bringing us far. I'm trying to look at it from their point of view. It's like, what have you done for me lately? It's kind of like Eagles fans. We're very, what have you done for me lately type of fan base. Which is why... They destroyed Nelson Aguilar and and ran him out of town. They destroyed Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. Like, it's a what have you done for me lately? They will boo the Eagles in a second if they ain't playing well. It's the same thing with the Browns, man. But, you know, I still think, but my thing is, man, Baker's a legend. And you got to be patient. Look at the AFC, dog. They're still in it. They're one game out of the wild card. Just like the bird. And the bird is only a half game out. But I'm telling you, man, the Browns will be fine. Baker will be fine, bro. This is what legends do. Y'all don't understand because y'all haven't been anywhere in a long time. I'm trying to I'm trying to see your point of view, but it's just my belief in Baker just trumps all that. He got this. I need to start wearing my Baker Mayfield jersey that's in my closet right now to show y'all that I'm dead ass, that he is for real. And he will bring the Browns out of mediocrity. Can I get an amen? Okay. Hey, man, the Browns going to be the Browns, and they'll be in the playoffs. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Oh, man. But now it's time for the Sooner Schooner. Boy, watching the Sooners these days will mess with your blood pressure. And paying attention to Sooner Twitter will mess with your blood pressure too because, man, them guys are toxic. Some, Well, some of them. Some, a lot of you are great, but some of y'all are toxic. And you call it holding them accountable and stuff. Man, they on they they got it. You know, they got it. They know what they need to do. And um nothing else really needs to be said about what this week means is Bedlam. I know we have a huge series lead. I mean we we won ninety Bedlam games to Oklahoma State's eighteen. 
with seven ties. Unfortunately, I was at OU for two of those losses. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I must be a unicorn. No, actually, the people who went to OU in the early 2000s, they, they experienced that. But, yeah, I saw them lose in 2011 when I watched the game in the Union, and I pretty much stopped watching in the fourth quarter because we was dying so badly. And then I watched the game in person in 2014. My uncle came all the way from Boston to watch the game, and we basically embarrassed ourselves. So those are only two losses I've seen take to Oklahoma State, and this could be another one. On paper, it seems like that. But how many times have we seen Oklahoma State have a top Big 12 defense and the Sooners just come into Bedlam and just poo all over that? It could be one of them games. However, this OU offense, very up and down, and lately they just haven't been that great. Baylor, it's just Baylor suffocated them, especially on third down. Same thing happened against Iowa State. There's way too many third downs where no one's open and Caleb Williams is taking taking these hits. Now, we did get to run the ball a little bit more, which I'm glad, but that game was a heart attack. Like, we get up 14. I had a very uneasy feeling about us being up 14 in the fourth quarter. And then, of course, Iowa State, cut into that lead and then they got the ball back down seven thank god and they drove but thank god on fourth down we was able to get that turnover the difference in the game was that pass rush and going into the year we knew that pass rush was like that boy they were chasing around uh brock purdy so much i wanted to get on his workout plan This man was doing some serious cardio. <laughs> I was loving it. They was all over him. And sometimes, at, at, at the beginning, they weren't getting him. But his saving grace was Charlie Kolar. Boy, did this guy grow up fast. I remember as a grad student at OU, and even as a senior in undergrad, I started going to Norman North football games, and him and his brother were the stars of the team. And, of course, they had Drake Stoops on their team, too. They were fun to watch, and they were pretty good. Um, One of those teams lost in the state finals. So, you know, they had a pretty solid team. You know, and, and that kid, he was tall back then. I was just wondering why OU didn't recruit him. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I don't know. I know, that, but the problem is, though, we went so hard after Stargner, and I think we had one other really good tight end that we recruited. And those guys were more highly sought after than Charlie Kolar, and Kolar just been killing us every time we see him. He really killed us this game, though. I swear to God, he had like five catches on the last possession, and then we finally decided to double him. Man, that kid grew up fast, man. Them Norman North kids... Trey Young, Kolar, Stoops, uh, the assistant coach uh, from the basketball team, his son. Man, them kids grew up fast, man. Good Lord. Next thing you know, 20 years from now, they're going to have freaking kids playing. 
And I'm gonna be like, damn, bro, I remember when your dad was playing in high school, bro. This is crazy. Them kids grow up way too fast. But he he killed us, man. But thank God we did just enough to win. Bedlam on the horizon. Um, OU win and they're in the Big 12 title game as the number one seed. They lose. I fully expect Baylor to beat Texas Tech. I don't care that Texas Tech beat Iowa State. I think that was a one-off. Baylor is the better team, and they're going to beat Texas Tech. So, they're going to take care of business, so we have to take care of ours, or it's going to be Oklahoma State and Baylor, and I'm going to be sick. After talking all that trash to Baylor fans, saying they ain't going to go nowhere, they're going to lose in the Big 12 title game. Um, I think Oklahoma State has clinched their spot in there because they beat Baylor. So they have the tiebreaker over them. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They beat Baylor. They have the tiebreaker over them. Baylor has, what, two losses? In the Big 12, we have one, and Oklahoma State has one. So they have the tiebreaker over Baylor. We don't. So Oklahoma State is in. Now it's just... If they beat OU, they get Baylor most likely. But if we win, then it's Bedlam Part 2 in Dallas. And boy, that would be hype. I would love for the Sooners to sweep both. That would be great. And that would be ultimate bragging rights over our rivals. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen, guys. I know we got the talent to do so. Let's do it. Like the Nike slogan. (laughs) No horns, no horns, no horns. Come on. All right, real quick, real quick, real quick. All right, LeBron, that fight was crazy with Isaiah Stewart. I low-key wanted to see more action. I wanted to see him and LeBron duke it out. But it's just too many people between them, too many people holding them back. I wanted to see a Malice in the Palace. I wanted to see an old-school Pistons-Lakers type of fight when it was Magic and Isaiah. Like... I wanted to see some stuff like that. I mean, it's a shame because, you know, those guys got suspended for that. But, man, I was down. I was I was down. I was I couldn't stop looking at the footage. And apparently, so was Twitter. I mean, a lot of people posting Isaiah Stewart when he broke free of the security and his teammates to try to go at LeBron. They're making that a meme now. So now you're going to see that probably the rest of the year. <laughs> so <laughs> so get ready for it uh, like I said earlier the Washington Spirit won the title I feel bad because they've been at Audi Field quite a few times this season and I never got to see them play I never made time even going to their original home field which is I think somewhere off 270 if I'm not mistaken if it's not off 270 I think it's maybe in Loudoun County I don't know where they play these days but it's nowhere near downtown D.C. It's on the outskirts. But sometimes they play at Audie Field. Now, that's no excuse for me. It's just making time because Audie Field is like 10, 15 minutes from me. So congrats to them. Um, they gave up that early goal, but I knew that they would pull through. I was hoping they pulled through, and they did with that late goal because late in the midnight hour. We got a goal from Miss O'Hara, and I loved it. 
And I was like, okay, just hold on. We coming home. Just hold on. We coming home. And that's what they did. They held on, and the celebration was on, man. All the sports teams around here congratulated them. And they're champs, man. They're champs. I, I knew they had the potential because last year they were the second seed, and they got upset. I was like, you know, we just added Trinity Rodman. The little bit I know about them, I was like, if they were good enough to be second last year, then this year they can come back and get things done, and they did. And, you know, a Red Stars coach fell back. I mean, Washington had their sort of drama too, but they got through it, and we won. We won the champs. D.C. United, take notes. Don't be choking. You see, your sisters didn't choke. Now you have to do your thing next year. Quit playing. Because these these new MLS teams are popping up. The sport is getting more popular. It's going to be harder to win that title. We got to get back to where we were in the 90s. I'm just saying. You got to get it in, baby. Let's go. All right. The Wizards. So the Wizards got washed by the Hornets twice. Because we couldn't stop Terry Rozier or LaMelo Ball. I'm just like, how do you let LaMelo Ball pull up from the logo in your town? They didn't even try. They didn't even try to guard. They they let him take that shot, and he drained it. The minute it left his hand, I knew what's going in. But, you know, they tried to do what they did against the Heat, and they got down double digits in the fourth quarter. They made a late run. KCP hit a big three to put us, like, down two with, like, less than two minutes to go. But then Terry Rozier hit a six-step-back three and pretty much put the game away. I was like, damn it, man. We need to quit doing this. Why can't why do we wait till the fourth quarter? This has been a trend lately. We wait till the fourth quarter to get our offense going. Now against the Heat, it didn't work. They ran us out the gym. Against Charlotte, the first time it didn't work. Against the Heat, we got away with it. Against the Pelicans, we got away with it. We can't keep doing this, man. I'm telling you, man. Just making it difficult. Just making it difficult on ourselves. But I really need to get the Capital One Arena. They've only lost two games there. And both games were pretty close. So, I really need to get out there, man. Because they look like they having a ball out there. It's good attendance. At least from what I see. And the games are fun. We got a nice team. Bradley Bills playing and. Spencer Dinwiddie be hitting clutch shots and Kuzma, KCP. Like, this is not a bad team, I'm telling you. But we just got to have more consistent offense. I mean, I don't know why we go through these periods where we're just not doing anything and we're stagnant. Got to get it together, man. Because the Heat and the Hornets, they're going to be there. They're going to be there at the end of the year. We got to get past them. All right. All right. The Caps, they got smoked too. They didn't get smoked like Kansas City barbecue. They just got turned into a pack by the Seattle Kraken. I'm like, damn, the expansion team body us like that? I mean, they're not even as good as Vegas was when Vegas came out as an expansion. And we went to Seattle and got washed. Our worst regulation loss of the season, if not if I'm not mistaken. Wow. 
gave them fans something to cheer about. I don't know what happened there, but that that's concerning. Um, it's okay. It's early in the season. Still got a pretty good team. Still fighting every night other than that stinker. You know, we did pretty well on the West Coast. You know, uh, we had an OT loss. We had that blowout, and we beat the Kings. So, I mean, it, it, it's all good, bro. It, it's all good. Like, we'll be in it in the, at the end of the day because you know how the Capitals do. You you know how the uh, you know how the cap c- cycle goes. <laughs> you know how it goes. So it's about time for that midseason slump. And I'm looking at the standings now. And we're second. We're right behind Carolina, which is annoying because you know I don't like Carolina. So, we're right there. We'll be fine. The playoffs started today. We'll be right there. So, yeah. We good, bro. All right. (laughs) You already know what time it is. It's time for (laughs) the hypothetical game. Of the episode. The hypothetical game of the episode is a turkey bowl. Second annual hypothetical game of the episode turkey bowl. And it always involves my fantasy football league, the Legion of Boom, versus whatever challenger this year is a makeshift celebrity team and the celebrity team got cliff kingsbury at quarterback quavo serena williams Cena anderson and diana rossini both in their prime kevin hart gucci man conor mcgregor matthew mcconaughey the legion of boom of course, me, Zach, Jean-Rue, Ben, Matt, Greg, Tracy, who I just destroyed in fantasy, haha, uh, Ryan, Neville, Chris, and we got some added help from Lauren Chamberlain, Joy Taylor, and Jenny Tapp. So here we go. See how this is more of a co-ed game now. You have four guys on the field and three girls. But the rules we going by is pretty much my pickup group rules. So you got a rusher, you got a blocker. Um, you got to count to three Mississippi before you can rush as the D lineman. No extra points. No extra points. You got to call your own penalties. You know, flag guard, pass interference, like all that. You know, that, that's that's normal. I'm trying to think of. Oh yeah. First down is at midfield, and that's it. It's only one first down, and it's at midfield. And you can you can rush without counting once per half of the field. And the quarterback can only run twice per drive. So there you go. That's that's pretty much my pickup group's rules. I'm about to play with my pickup group. On Thanksgiving, it should be fun. I'll let you know how that goes on the next episode. But for now, let's get to the hypothetical turkey bowl for the celebrity team. Okay, I already said the celebrity team. I already introduced both teams. 
So here we go. Celebrities get the ball first. They're the guests. So, oh, in 20-minute halves, unlike my group, where we just, we just basically play till we get tired, this Turkey Bowl, 20-minute halves. So here we go. Celebrities get the ball first. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury immediately throws a long post-TD pass to Gucci Man. It's 7-0 celebs. Then it's me to Zach for first down. Then I hit Ben on a seam route right down the middle for a walk-in touchdown. 7-7. Josina Anderson catches a drag. Josina Anderson catches a drag route on third down. Outruns the entire defense. She has serious speed for a score. 14-7. Celebs. I hit Jenny Jenny Taff. I hit Jenny Taff for first down in the middle of the field on a dig route. Then I throw a quick out to Matt. And then after two incompletions, McGregor, Connor McGregor, beats Neville for the sack on fourth down. So, so, so as you can tell, I'm the quarterback once again. Then on the next possession, the celebs, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury throws a screen to Josina Anderson. She embarrasses Joy Taylor and Lauren Chamberlain with a back juke and then a spin move, put them both on the ground, put them both on their butts. Then me and Chris miss the flag, and once again, Joe Cena wins a foot race to the end zone. This time she beats Greg to the end zone. 21-7 select. A long run TD from me after avoiding McGregor, who broke free again. I stiff arm Kevin Hart. Oh, you can stiff arm in my pickup group too. And I put a move on Matthew McConaughey, 21-14. Zach, Zach picks off Cliff Kingsbury. Then on offense, Jenny Taft beats Diana Rossini on a corner route, 21-21. What a pass by me on that corner route. Then fourth and short stop close to midfield after I knock down a pass intended for Serena Williams. So we get in a fourth down near the goal line, but I was able to find Lauren Chamberlain, who spikes the ball and, and yells. Big celebration for her scoring. She was hyped. 21, 28-21, Legion of Boom at halftime. So we get the ball back. Okay, we get the ball back. Don't do anything. Uh, fourth down, deep in, deep in the celebs' territory. They don't punt. Cliff Kingsbury passes to Kevin Hart. He shakes Junru, a lose Matt. He keeps running and then he dives for the first down before I can tag him, and get his flag. And he yells, get hyped, and throws the ball way up in the air. He is so hype. His team is hype. That was a big first down conversion by um, fourth down conversion by Kevin Hart. Uh, so then Cliff Kingsbury throws a deep pass along the sideline to Connor McGregor for a touchdown. What a strike by Cliff Kingsbury. 28-28. So then I hit Matt in the back of the end zone. 
So the celebs respond with a TD to Diana Rossini, wide open in the end zone. She get lost in the zone, touchdown. So it is now 35-35. So Legion of Boom, we punt after a three and out. Cliff Kingsbury then runs for first down on third and then finds Matthew McConaughey for a corner route touchdown. 42-35. Now it's five minutes left. It's crunch time. So once again, I have a long run on on first down. I mean, a long run to get the first down. Great play by me getting free and outrunning the safety. But the pursuit gets me and stops me. So it's still first down. uh, Incomplete first two plays. And then on third down, they're on third down. I scramble. I run around. I avoid McGregor. Then I avoid Serena. And then I throw a laser to Tracy, who catches the ball, trips, stumbles, and falls into the end zone for a touchdown. It's 42-42. So, okay. So, Cliff with another beautiful throw. We're in cover two. Legion of Boom. I'm in safety. He beats me with a throw to Josina Anderson, who scores her third touchdown of the day. Those 49-42 with 142 left. So, I don't have much time. I throw a quick out to Greg. Out of bounds, stop the clock. Then a deep out to Jumru for the first down pass midfield. Stop the clock again. Uh, pass in the middle to Tracy. And so the clock is running now, about less than a minute. Dennis picked off in the end zone. I try to throw a back shoulder fade to Greg. And it got picked off in the end zone by Kevin Hart. And he's running down the sideline. He makes a move on Tracy. He makes a move. I mean, he run past everybody else. But I am able to catch him before he scores. But the game is pretty much over. Kevin Hart is hype. He's running around the field. And it's just a, it's just a show. It's a circus. And they pretty we pretty much end the game from there as we do have two timeouts, but with four downs, I mean, there's no point. So there you go. There you go. The celebs win. Legion of Boom finally loses a game. So we lost this time and celebs won. So hey, that's the hypothetical game of the episode. And the end of the episode, 49-42 celeb team. So you already know that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.